Magist Radio, follow the sound. I am Wancha Santos and I am with my co-host for today. Hi, it's Jazz and welcome to Pop Asia. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so um, for today we're going to talk about, you know, things popping in Asia. And before we start, uh, Jazz, how's your first, how's your fourth quarter so far? You know, we have school and everything, despite it being summer already. Yeah. So. Um, uh, for me, I guess it's been pretty chill knowing that I'm at the home stretch of my college life. So it's my last month in college and we officially end June 5th. So it's more of just wrapping everything up. Nothing too crazy, actually. I think I had a more hectic schedule the previous months, like the first to third quarter, because I was juggling, you know, lots of things like my thesis and also preparing for my life after college. But now that that's over, I'm just really letting time pass by. How about you, Wancho? How is um, your fourth quarter so far? Um, fourth quarter hasn't been, you know, going on for too long. Like we started April 19, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But um, for us come juniors, we haven't really had a break because like two of our classes have been some long oh. uh, classes. So when the quarter ended, our class didn't really end. So we just kept on going and just kept on, um, you know, doing requirements uh-huh. and submitting st- stuff still. Yeah. So it's pretty hectic. And, you know, like, if those who don't know that com juniors uh have in like we have internship over the summer so i'm kind of stressed about that as well like yeah must be we're in the middle of a pandemic and it's really hard to find internships you know especially for people out of school now it's like really hard yeah, for them definitely. so like for us it's like hard too mm-hmm. so yeah that's pretty much fourth quarter so far i feel like it's gonna get worse but hopefully yeah. not I, I feel like i mean yeah we're at the home stretch of this mm-hmm. year and i feel like it's gonna get better soon i hope so yeah hopefully but yeah so for today uh, we're just gonna talk about two topics going on around asia because we're in pop asia mm-hmm. and that's the chuang 2021 and the ice one this disbandment and the impact of produce shows so stay tuned for those topics in a while so for today uh, we're gonna start with chuang 2021 and those who don't know and i didn't know this before the show (laughs) but i did my research i did my research and our lovely programs team has uh, provided information for me and Chess today Mm -hmm. and popular Chinese idol producing show Produce Camp 2021, also known as Chuang, just recently ended and revealed the lineup of trainees going on to debut as an 11 membered international group called Into One. So the background of Chuang 2021 is that the show started with 90 male trainees from different countries and agencies. And throughout the show, they went, they underwent training under six mentors to foster their talents in singing, dance, rap, and variety skills. Yeah, the six mentors are Deng Chao, Ning Jing, Zhao Shen, and FNX, FX's um, Amber Liu, which I'm a fan of, um, Rises Chao Chenin and Bonbon Girls 
um, Bon Bon Girls 303s and Nene from the debuted group of last year's Chuang. So it started airing um, last February 17 and ended just last week, April 24. So the trainees are from mainland China, Taiwan, Hong Kong, and some parts across the globe, including Japan, United States, Thailand, Russia, Ukraine, and Cuba. So after their evaluation performance, uh, the mentors place them into either class A, B, C, or F. And once the trainees move on to live performances, the rankings are then determined by public votes. Can you just imagine, like, there's only class A, B, and C, and then it jumps over to F? <laughs> Can you just imagine how that goes? <laughs> yeah. Like, used to uh, school uh, grades, it's like A, B, C, D, or F, and then you just go A, B, C, yeah. F. I feel bad for those who went to F, but there's public votes to move their rankings. Mm-hmm. And definitely, I think so. that a lot of people would actually be looking out after class F, you know, everyone loves an underdog. So, so um, the trainees this particular season of Chuan garnered a lot of attention from viewers because of the interesting trainees. I mean, quite a number of them had what people consider unconventional looks for a typical idol. And if you don't know what that is, um, conventional looks actually, um, you know, look East Asian, more East Asian, less Western um, and Southeast Asian. So there were also more, you know, international trainees than previous seasons. And one interesting that one interesting thing that brought in a lot of viewers was the story of Vladislav Ivanov, aka Lelush, uh, who is a Russian fashion marketer and model who was originally an interpreter for two Japanese friends who are competing on the show. And it's funny because he was mistaken as a trainee by the director of the show. <laughs> So he was encouraged to join the competition. Uh-huh. And I feel like he got pressured or maybe got forced or he didn't want to decline. Yeah. So he agreed, expecting to be voted off immediately. But that wasn't the case. And yeah, uh, what happened afterwards was very funny and wild. And I kind of feel sorry for him. Yeah. I think it's like after being mistaken as a trainee by the director, you know, um, he said that according to, quote, according to the rules of the show, I won today, but to me, I've lost again, end quote. And I think that's just so crazy knowing that you don't want to be there um, in the first place, but you end up yeah. being there. You know, it just shows like how funny life works, uh, especially for him. And, yeah. you know, he was being um, voted um, after like, if I'm not mistaken, like 10 episodes. And he has a fan base. Um, they call themselves Sun Sea, which means bamboo shoots, but is also a pun for pranksters. So I guess his jokes about escaping, you know, the lone wolf personality mm-hmm. and pleas for people to stop voting for him made him an internet sensation. But it must be noted that although he didn't want to be there, he still worked hard so as to not be a burden to his teammates, which mm-hmm. I think it's such a, you know, a good thing for his teammates knowing that, you know, even though he wasn't really interested in the whole thing, he still tried to kind of not just be a freeloader, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. It's cool because like he already didn't want to be there, but that mm-hmm. is, that didn't mean that he should, you know, he also pulled his own weight. Like, mm-hmm. sure, I'm not, I don't want to be here. So I'm going to make sure that these other people who want to be here uh, still get to be here. So that, that's really, that's really cool for him. That's really cool mm-hmm. for him. 
Like he yeah. didn't just quit on everything. He just, he still worked hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was voted off and some people even say freed. Free Lelush after appearing <laughs> in 10 episodes. And upon this elimination, he posted on his Weibo account, uh, thank you all for your support. I am finally clocking out. That's a short statement. Uh, I feel like that that's his um, vibe, like his lone wolf personality. It's like, yeah. hey, thank you. Uh, I'm finally free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he also posted a rare smiling selfie with the caption, happy as a clam. And he has not made any appearances with other trainees after being eliminated. And other trainees have also remarked that he is happily living the quiet life he wanted. That's good for him. At least he had a happy ending. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's so hilarious. And it just goes to show how funny life works and how, you know, opportunities show up in different ways. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, if I were him, I would have definitely made my stay worthwhile and just see where it takes me. Right. How about you? Like if if you were in his place and you were mistaken for like an idol trainee, Mm -hmm. would you like try it out or something? Um, if I were mistaken and the director asked me, you know, personally, yeah. it's like, hey, do you want to join the show? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I will. And yeah. I probably will use this tactic to get votes. I mean, not to not to undermine his like, oh, I want to I really want to leave. Like, I'm pretty sure he didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But in a way, it also feels like it's a good way to get votes. It's like, hey, I don't want to be here. So let's just use reverse psychology. It's like, hey, don't vote for me. Don't yeah. vote for me. But in that way, people will vote for you. Because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, it's funny. You don't want to be here. Let's vote <laughs> yeah. for him. So I feel and like it's a good way to win. Yeah. And it's not every day that you get a chance of, you know, at least trying to experience becoming an idol. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I do get where he's coming from, knowing that entering this type of industry requires a lot of sacrifice, you know, Mm -hmm. like your privacy included. And his sentiments are perfectly understandable. But yeah, his experience is definitely one for the books. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. uh, besides that, um, the final lineup was actually released since, you know, uh, Chuan 2021 wrapped up recently and the final lineup debuted uh, members are Liu, Santa, Rikimaru, Mika, Hashizume, Nine, Linmo, Bo Yuang, Chang Jiyuan, Patrick, Chao Kiyu, and Li Chang. And I'm very sorry if I mispronounce those names. I am not well versed in uh, the show. Mm-hmm. So please uh, take it easy on me if you hear this. <laughs> but the group has a total of six Chinese, three Japanese, and two Thai members. So it's very interesting that uh, while the show accepted a lot of um, participants from around the world, it was still a main, you know, uh, Asian show. Mm-hmm. And East Asian. with its members. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as with any idol producing show, fan reception was mixed, you know, um, provided that uh, these fans were able to vote. I guess you can say that they kind of have the power to Mm -hmm. change the course of the show. And there were a lot of good reactions, actually, on Twitter on the night of the finale, Mm -hmm. as a number of them were expected to win. 
And some fans claim that some members in the top 11 were meant to be ranked higher, such as, you know, Mika deserving rank three when he ended as rank four, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. While others complain that those fans should just be happy that their pick made it to the top 11. Yeah, and there were also some complaints from international fans about Liu Chang, also known as AK, making it to the top 11 because it was discovered that he previously wrote diss tracks with lyrics that sexualize underage idols and underage fans. Yikes. And fans also suspected rigged votes for AK, who never made it to the top 11 ranking throughout the show. So many expected trainee Oscar, who ended at rank 13, to debut instead. Um, Oscar was usually placed at rank 10 for three episodes, rank 11 for two episodes, and peaked at rank 5 even for one episode before surprisingly going down to rank 17. And because of the AK controversy, some fans called him some fans called themselves OT10, or also known as 1 through 10. Meaning that they support the 10 members and not AK, sometimes to the point of editing him out of the pictures. Ooh, that's harsh. I mean, yeah, yeah, but I guess um, it's kind of understandable knowing he has that type of, you know, controversy Mm -hmm. um, tied to his name. And I guess this leaves us to the question whether these idol producer shows are rigged or not, Mm -hmm. knowing that, you know, he never even made it to the top 11 at all. And then... Um, throughout the show throughout the course of the show and at the end he was able to make it Mm -hmm. and yeah I think uh, I can't really say personally I can't really say if they're rigged or not Mm -hmm. but there is a possibility that somehow the producers of these types of shows you know have some sort of power over the type of content they want their viewers to see for marketing purposes right yeah like from the idol producer shows I've seen like you know the voice uh Philippines Got Talent, uh, X Factor. I feel like there's some type of, you know, uh, bias and also Mm -hmm. a choice from like the showrunners to like choose whoever they want to show. It's like they probably want the most, you know, most well-known nominee to like be part of their show, even though like they're not um, good. You know, there's there's some aspects to it that makes it seem like it's rigged, but... I mean, it can never be too sure. But yeah, I guess that's also why sometimes, you know, these idols somehow give like manufactured vibes in some Mm -hmm. sort of way. But that's just my opinion. But if I were to watch one, like, let's say I try like um, consistently watching like a produced type of show. I think one way to enjoy it uh, properly is to be part of the voting process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. like, how about you? Like, if you were to watch, like, like a Korean one, like a Korean idol producing show, would you be, like, the type to vote for um, mm-hmm. your favorites or just enjoy it? Um, I feel like voting for my favorite would be, would be nice. Yeah. But mostly I just try to enjoy, you know, like, suspense. It's like, ooh, who's yeah. gonna win? Who's gonna, yeah. who's gonna be part of this top 11? So, yeah. But other than that, uh, we have a question for listeners. Uh, do you guys like idol producing shows? And if you do or not, what do you like or dislike about them? So please let us know at Ateneo Magis Radio on our socials. And, yeah. 
And after this, we're going to talk about the Ice One disbandment and the impact of produce shows. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. So in line with produce shows, Eyes One, a product of the produce franchise, Produce 101 specifically, after a successful two years of promotion, they have officially disbanded last April 29. So Eyes One was formed through the show Produce 48, rather, and garnered a lot of popularity amongst the public. So as a sequel to Produce 101 and Produce 101 Season 2, Produce 48 is a reality survival show where 96 female trainees from South Korea and Japan competed against each other to claim a place in the top 12 trainees who will form a group together and promote as one group for a set period of time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they debuted、um, on October 29, 2018 with the song La Vie n e Rose, which is a song that I. Was listening to at that time. And just less than two months later, Eyes won back the Best New Female Artist Award at the 2018 MNET Asian Music Awards.、Mm-hmm. So, are you familiar with Eyes One, Wancho?、Um, I hear them a lot. Like,、mm-hmm. I hear the name a lot, but I haven't heard the song. Like,、um, nothing personal, but I haven't really gotten into K pop that much because I do. Listen to a lot of music, and I feel like if I listen to K pop, like one K pop group is gonna suck me into a different genre. Yeah, so it's really hard to keep、mm-hmm. up. Like the fandom and like everything in general is like really hard to keep up. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I think that, you know, even though、um, you're not、um, a K pop fan, you've probably heard of Eyes One since、mm-hmm. they've sold over 2.7 million copies of albums and has won. 26 times on Korean music shows and with 24 award show wins.、Mm-hmm. And Ice One was under a contract lasting for two and a half years. So come March 2021, their disbandment was announced, breaking the hearts of so many fans. And many Ice One fans, who are called Wiz Ones, had expressed their want for the contracts to be extended so that the group can stay together for a longer period of time. And <clears throat> Wiz Ones have gone so far as to start a crowd. Oh, wait, no, it's Wise Ones. My bad. Yes, Wise My Ones. My bad, fans. Don't cancel <laughs> me. But yeah,、okay. Wise Ones have gone so far as to start a crowdfunding campaign called the Parallel Universe Project in hopes of negotiating with the different companies housing the members to keep Wise One together. And Korean Wise Ones have already raised over 2 million US dollars for this project. So that's Quite insane. Yeah. How fans、is. alone,、mm-hmm. you know, like nothing without, like without the music industry, without the companies, without any sponsors, fans alone have raised two million US dollars for this project. I know that's, that's really insane. And I guess as someone who has heard of the group and listened to a few of their songs, I guess, you know,、mm-hmm. I can relate to what they're feeling somehow.、Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it's totally understandable, you know, what they're doing and the dedication they've、um, given the group for the past two years. And you'll definitely want to extend that, knowing that it's only been two years and, you know, they have so much to offer out there in the K pop world. But、mm-hmm. hopefully, we do see some of them pursuing 
maybe a solo music career or something mm-hmm. or maybe try acting like what some idols do you know i can't yeah. really yeah i can't really imagine you know how devastating this news is to their dedicated fans so yeah mm-hmm. like if my favorite group like let's say brockhampton disbanded i'd feel bad yeah but like um a lot of times uh groups do disband because like you know one of their members decided hey, it's time for me to move on mm-hmm. you know just in timberlake of uh nsync or beyonce of destiny's child or even zane of yeah. one direction they're like oh it's time for me to move on so let's just break the band and you know let's go mm-hmm. on our solo careers but this is the first time i've really seen like groups getting disband because of their contracts Like yeah. I'm pretty sure like if they're well known and they're doing well uh their record label will do everything to like extend their contracts but I yeah. do feel the heartbreak of like fans that mm-hmm. even their record label doesn't want them to continue anymore. So yeah, I'd feel devastated for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel the same way too. And you know, despite uh many flaws produce 101 series has had a very big impact on the public just as how you know these fans started as like fans of produce 101 and followed eyes one all throughout the career so yeah produce 101 series had garnered a lot of attention and popularity since its first release Mm-hmm. And uh, before Eyes One, IOI and 101 um, were very successful groups created from the Produce 101 series. Um, the group created uh, the group created after Eyes One, which is X One, was also successful and broke several records as a rookie boy group. Uh, popular trainees who participated in the series but did not debut in the final lineup have gotten a lot of support from the public as well. And some of these people include uh, Idol So Yeon from Produce 101, newest members Jo Jong Yoon, Dong Ho, and Winky from Produce 101 Season 2, Everglow's Yiren from Produce 48, and Up Tension. Jin Hyuk from Produce X 101. Uh, the Produce 101 series also garnered popularity in other countries that they held their own versions of the series. Um, Japan is already airing their second season of Produce 101 Japan, while the group formed in the first season, J01, is already rising in their success and popularity. China has also done, as far as I know, um, they have also done several survival shows similar to Produce 101, such as Produce 101 China, Produce Camp, like what we mentioned a while ago, Idol Producer, and Youth With You. Uh, K-pop idols have also taken part in the show as mentors, including Seventeen's uh, TA, uh, Blackpink's Lisa, and FX's um, Amber, like... Uh, Um, where she was the judge of Tuang 2021, as mentioned earlier. So, yeah, the major issue the series had was the vote rigging controversy, or sometimes referred to as the Produce Gate, which was brought to light last 2019. So, this controversy during the final episode of Produce X101, the fourth season of the series in South Korea, viewers had some suspicions regarding the final votes as they noticed numerical patterns in some of the top 11 trainees' votes. 
the police actually started an investigation rega- with regards to this issue and found several evidence of voting manipulation. Mm-hmm. Eventually, producer Ahn Jun Young admitted to having manipulated votes in all four Produce 101 seasons and several more people were arrested Wow, for taking part in this manipulation. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> that's really sad <laughs> knowing that they manipulated it somehow. But mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it sort of turned out uh, well, I guess, for groups who benefited from it, like Eyes One. I mean, they really mm-hmm. earned it either way. And, you know, this issue affected Eyes One and X One promotions, as these two groups were the only active produced groups at that time. And as a result of um, the investigation, X One disbanded in January 2020, while Eyes One had only taken a hiatus and went on to continue activities together after the investigation had ended. And mm-hmm. yeah, because of this controversy, Produce 101 series will not continue in South Korea anymore, which is really unfortunate. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. very sad. Yeah. Um, you know, like produce shows, uh, they're pretty cool. Like we what you mentioned yeah. earlier, that you know, it's really entertaining and you get to see these people, you know, live up their dreams, uh, become successful, you know, underdog stories, uh you know, those no, those participants with, like, sad backstories and you yeah. just want to see them succeed. Yeah, definitely. And imagine just losing to it because of voting manipulation. Like, that's really sad. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, I don't want that to happen to me if I were participating. I don't want it to happen to my opponents or, like, my fellow participants yeah. if that happened. So yeah, it's pretty sad. I agree though. Um, you know, the produced series in general is such a nice concept because it's like, if you think about it, it's like Battle Royale or Hunger <laughs> Games of the idol world. And, you know, I also like it because it tackles not only singing, but dancing, rapping, and just giving a show in general, which I think um, what makes K-pop K-pop and what makes it different from other mm-hmm. artists out there. And knowing that it has somehow started to garner more international attention is exciting. And, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully we get to see Filipinos joining these types of yeah. shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would that would actually be so cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just remembered like what we talked about earlier. Yeah. That, you know, some people think produce shows are rigged. Apparently it has happened that it was rigged. Like yeah. over here, we just talked about voting manipulation. <laughs> so our suspicions have been confirmed, mm-hmm. but we can't say that for all uh, produce shows or all, you know, talent shows because maybe it's just an isolated case. Maybe it's just rare that this happens, but it do be sketchy though. Yeah, <laughs> but let's give it um, a benefit of the doubt. What do you think um, makes produced shows, you know, so popular among the general public? Um, For me, I guess, like what I mentioned, it's just like purely the entertainment. And you just want to see people, you know, show out their talent and be successful. Like um, growing up, I've been watching a lot of shows like in ABS or like in GMA, mm-hmm. um, like of talent shows that you just... You also see like American Idol and X Factor uh, overseas and just watching people, you know, show their talents like, wow, I didn't know people were this talented. Yeah. And 
in a way it makes me feel insecure about myself it's like wow you're so talented what about no. me but at the same time it's like wow these guys are so talented and yeah. like you know i like watching these guys succeed yeah i know i think it's also special like um these produced series i think it's so special because they don't only tackle one thing it's not just singing it's not just rapping it's not just dancing it's a combination of everything on top of also mm-hmm. trying to look good right i've never yeah. seen a k-pop idol who you know didn't really look as presentable and you mm-hmm. know i think that the fact that the audience can also participate in every step that these trainees take is just so interesting i think that's what makes um produce series so special is knowing that um these trainees are already signed to an entertainment group and they're just mm-hmm. you know just trying to make it out there and you know there's also the survival concept is so thrilling to watch so mm-hmm. yeah yeah like i like the men- i like the way you mentioned the fan aspect of things like the fan voting yeah um you know everyone knows someone that fandoms uh are generally like the biggest like one of the biggest parts of like you know artist success you mm-hmm. know like without fans what are they right so mm-hmm. um it's really cool that fandoms do come and go like through these shows because e like what I mentioned is you just want to see people succeed. And if you get like an affinity for like one group or like one person, mm-hmm. you, you just stand them. You just become a fan. And yeah. it's, it feels good to see them succeed or that doesn't happen all the time. But it's it's a good journey to have. It's like, oh, I watched this guy uh, succeed or like yeah. I watched this guy grow. Mm-hmm. That part of it. I guess it's just like one of the one of the reasons why produce shows are so successful and so popular among everyone. Yeah, it's just so heartwarming. And I guess we also need to leave a question to the listeners about it. Uh, about mm-hmm. why you guys, um, why do you think um, produce shows are so popular among the general public? So, what do you guys think about that? Um, make sure to tweet us, you know, message us about what you mm-hmm. what you think about it at Ateneo Magis Radio. So, we'd love yes. to hear your thoughts about it. And yeah, with that, it pretty much wraps up our Pop Asia episode for today. Um, if you have been listening from the start, uh, you already know what we talked about. But mm-hmm. if you skip to the end, <laughs> I don't blame you for that. Yeah. But I'm watching you. <laughs> um, uh, what we talked about today was Chuang 2021, the produce show which just wrapped up recently. And we also talked about Ice One's disbandment and the impact of produce shows. So I hope you guys enjoyed our episode today. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to me and Jazz. Yeah. Um, we had fun doing the show. And how about you, Jazz? What, what do you have to say? Um, I guess the only thing I have to say is we um, definitely learned a lot from it just as much as the listeners are learning. <laughs> so I hope you guys mm-hmm. learned a thing or two from what we talked about. And yeah. Yeah, so that pretty much wraps it up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being here. Yes. Um, I hope you guys have wonderful, wonderful days ahead. And yeah, so once again, this is Wancho. And this is Jazz. And always remember, follow the sound. Bye.
Pop Asia is a production of Magis Radio, which is written by Yana Parpan and Angela Manalastas, and edited by Julio Arceo, with music by Benedict Melchor. Magis Radio will be back with a new episode of Hashtag Memma on Friday, so stay tuned to that.